Okay, here we go on another Thursday with another episode of Small Talk. Of hey. course, joined by uh, Vintage Rebellion, aka Chris and Badfish guys. How are we doing? I'm doing good, man. It's uh, I got a couple like very eclectic pickups and uh, a fun vintage talk to cover tonight. So excited to be here. Nice, nice, nice. What about you, Badfish? I'm doing good. Just uh, keeping busy. You can hear a kid's monitor going off right now. He's mm-hmm. just getting to sleep, so he's still moving around. Nice. But uh, yeah, cold, cold uh, January here uh, in Canada. So uh, just trying to keep warm. But uh, yeah, it's it's been been good. It's been a good year so far. Hard to say. Hard to believe to say that. But yeah, already so almost I, done January. <laughs> I decided to break out the the old. A small talk mug that we got That's a few awesome. years ago yeah. with the old classic logo. We, me and Badfish were talking. Maybe we need to make a new one and see if we could offer it some way. That would be kind of cool. Like do like a giveaway or like, you know, the first like 10 of them, make it, make it like an exclusive number. But That's anyway, cool. guys, so for me, it was a crazy, it's been a crazy week. So on Sunday night, it got down to about 18 degrees or so right which is it's really cold for texas people right i'm i'm actually pretty good in it i really liked it but uh um and and we landed on mlk day that monday so we all had off right so no big deal everyone's kind of doomsday prepping again wiping out the uh the walmarts and the hebs or my hebs are our uh, our main grocery store and um all those kind of places right and uh the next night it was supposed to be single digits, right? And our school district was saying, we will let you know by 6 o'clock p.m. Monday whether we decide to have school or not. Well, the news came out about 10 o'clock Monday morning saying, it's going to be single digits. It's going to eventually get up to the teens and about to the 20s, and that's it for, for, for the day. Our school district still decided to have school, and it wasn't like we were looking to cancel but they said there was no precipitation right and then everyone was like why are we still having school these kids are out at the bus stops and stuff and and i i was just thinking man it's so much it might be so much different for y'all like this would be a typical thing right like 10 feet of snow hell yeah you're going to school (laughs) well i should have put some pictures in we had no snow on the ground and within less than two and a half hours Uh we had probably eight inches yeah i it's it's weird like but even even here like i'm a little closer to toronto and like eh, there was a couple days that were like sort of bad but like i don't know i have a buddy in uh buffalo new york and like his house was buried like they got killed nothing like here we got pelt you didn't get hit because i know somebody who's in toronto we got snow for like six to eight hours the one day mm-hmm. and then the day before it was for only a few hours but it just came down so heavy i'm kind of in the snow belt too mm-hmm. so like we got pounded this week so, yeah my so, bu- yeah. my buddy in buffalo sent me pictures where it's like mo- halfway up his door when you opened it it's just a wall of snow when he opens his door yeah i remember watching the football game or or uh the news of their field like covered in buffalo 
you know, before the football yeah, game, I they had to reschedule. Picture, yeah. Um, so is there ever a point where like y'all have to cancel school because you just, is it just the snow like, oh, yeah, just locks y'all in or is days, it? Yeah. I so mean, it used to, it used to happen to me, yeah. but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, man, the, the world's warming up, you know, maybe it's not as yeah. common or maybe the schools don't like closing as much anymore. I don't know what it is, but, but uh, it seems more rare. But then again, I feel like we haven't had a horrible winter this year. A few days here and there. We were supposed to have a really bad one, and I'm maybe this is the start of it. But um, really long story short, though, one one school district here in San Antonio got in so much trouble with the parents because the kids started texting their parents. All the heaters are out, you know, and these schools, they're just like like uh, cinder block schools. You know, they're they'll put some brick on the front, but everything else inside is cinder block and that's about it and um the very next day wednesday i think it was wednesday they shut down 30 schools because they could not facilitate with the warmth i just i think that's crazy but uh anyway we're here to talk about figures we're here to talk about new pickups uh we got vintage talk on the way we got four horsemen updates we got mondo towards the second half of the show and some hot or not but first Let's get into what we got new this week. So I don't have it in hand yet, but I got the Venom from that two pack, uh, the Target two pack. Um, I'm going to go pick it up this weekend and I'm really excited about it because I've really, really wanted a Space Knight Venom back when I was reading comics. And one of the first books I picked up was Space Knight Venom, you know, and I learned how he's traveled with the guardians and then he found the space knights and started working with the space knights. And, um, what were those other guys called? I can't remember. Um, from Rom, they're all connected. I guess that was space knights. Do you know your space knight lore? Cause I'm lacking, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, so I've always wanted a representation. So he's going to go up real nice right here in my, uh, cosmic display with, with uh, Galactus and Surfer statue and stuff like nice. that. And, he should have uh, some shelf other... presence. He's a big boy. Yeah. Oh, I love him. Um, this is the, the same guy body was... of like the deluxe Venom, I think, that they made way back. Yeah, I didn't so know they've that. gotten used out of this thing, but it, it's in in a good way because they can make all these huge, bulky characters mm-hmm. that they sh- that they've never like done justice. But ever since they made that deluxe Venom, they made like the Toxin. Yep. They've made a bunch of stuff. There's a couple more I can't. It was a good a Venom, body. I think. Or I Venom mean, just cool. the, just the uh, the build a figure. Yeah. The what they call it, the Matt Gargan one, and then the deluxe one. I mean, it it's a really cool body. It it, it holds well. Like when you have it in your hand and stuff. Yeah. As uh, much as the, is, I hate them reusing all the time. It's I understand why, but this is a great like body that they're like figure that they're using uh, for this one. And then. Uh, the the girl version of Venom that was also supposed to be in this two pack he was selling it separate and by the time I got to him he said it already sold but I'm happy just to have the Venom so if I ever look uh, try to find it I'll just find it loose somewhere to complete it but that is all I got and I won't have it till till Saturday I'm kind of waiting on Four Horsemen stuff to drop uh, over at Stevens Collectibles so. That is it for me. And uh, Chris, what'd you get? Yeah, man. All right. So uh, last week we had a Ontario Star Wars Collectors Club meetup, as one does. 
Uh, and, you know, we watched 4K 77 in my buddy's luxurious home theater, which, if you don't know, is just a s- scan of the theatrical print of A New Hope. So no special edition nonsense to be seen in there whatsoever. Um, so that was that was beautiful seeing that in its original unadulterated form. And, you know, the the Death Star battle at the end is very different than than you've probably seen it in a long while if you've never checked out that version. But uh, yeah, so, you know, um, there was a few things for sale at the meetup if you want to move it along there. And, uh, you know, um, our buddy brought Good a question. bunch of... Is that a projector? Yeah, that was a projector and it and it, uh, it looked remarkable. I mean, that is... So that's the unofficial version, right? That's just a scan of a print that somebody took care of. It's good stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, a few guys brought some vintage loose figures to sell. And uh, here you see Prune Face, which is famous recently because of the bust that they were talking about on the main show. Classic Star Wars character that everybody knows and remembers. Uh, real character, you might say. But uh, yeah, so a, a, a Prune Face is $70 because he's got two accessories loose. But uh, yeah, you know what? I, I went and picked up that uh, that Sebastian Shaw ghost Anakin because he's hilarious to me because he's been erased from history. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you move it along, I got a, a few shots here. So I got this hilarious ghost Anakin, which look at his blocky feet there. That's, you know, it's a sight to behold where he's got a foothold, a foot peg like underneath the robe for some this reason. This reminds me of the uh, the Rebel Moon yeah exactly figure it's just that like, we saw recently yeah it's like the palpatine the old the obi-wan they all have the same sort of like cloak split in half for the legs on these vintage figures and the anakin just has two little hands that do nothing because all he did was stay be a ghost and stare at luke on Endor at the end of the movie so why they even made a figure of him i don't know but it's glorious it's one of the few vintage figures that actually kind of looks like the actor and uh yeah, and on that subject, so this was one I, I reluctantly picked up. It was sitting around on clearance for a while, but uh, when they did the photo reel update to the the Force Awakens Han, and they gave him actually gray hair, uh, the first time around it was brown hair, even though it's quite gray in the movie. I think, I don't know, I think the the combination of the photo reel, yeah, Badfish has the brown hair version there. I have the brown haired one. This sculpt yeah. is actually still really good in my That's opinion. That's what I'm saying. So this is the same head, right? And it's like... This one's with, way better, but... Yeah, but it's the same head just with the printing instead it's, of like yeah. paint apps. But it's yeah. like, I yeah, the sculpt looks great. And in my opinion, there's one you can still find now. That's like the 40th anniversary uh, Endor Han. And like, I think this head looks way better. Like he's obviously older, but like... It's it's like it looks a lot more like him. Yeah, I think the fortieth cool. has the old like an, yeah another an, old sculpt they used before, but yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I have to look. Yeah, at Yeah, but it. I mean, this is a I mean, this is a really this is a like twenty. This is probably sculpted in like 2014 or something. This head, but uh, yeah. So I got that, and uh, it's just you know, look at the C grip on the other hand. That was really a bad period for black series but uh <laughs> but uh you know it's just like no accessory for that c grip there he's like a lego hand on that other hand they're just sitting out but uh yeah and then i and then i haven't picked up any halo uh mega block stuff in a while and this set's relatively new and uh you know there's some real cool paint apps on the the ghost there so i picked that up but the, that's so all for me are you are you pretty excited about the uh the uh the, the next season of halo or 
you know what? Uh, that's one of those things where like I tried, I couldn't really get into season one. Season two looks a whole lot different sort of tonally, but it makes me wonder, do I need to like binge season one to appreciate it? I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like checking out season two just based on the trailer. It looks a little more in line with uh, what Halo should probably look like. So wasn't that kind of the consensus of uh, a lot of people that the first season just wasn't that good? I haven't watched it yet. I'm not planning on watching it. Um, but uh, I just I heard the consensus was a lot like like uh, Mando or, you know, yeah. as Mando went on, it was like it's OK for being Halo and getting to see a real life Master Chief. And and then it just kind of falls. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if it's um, it's like do what it says on the tin, you know, like Halo is an action-packed first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you can't make a one-hour drama based on that, but I think they got a little too in the weeds with like drama with the sort of colonists and stuff. So I don't know this the the second season looks a little closer to the mark, and I I might give it a shot. I'll I'll, uh, I'll let you know if it's any good. All right. Um. All right. So. I don't believe bad badfish. Oh, there he is. Did you? Uh, you said you you got something in hand now that you uh, once told us was pre-ordered. You're on mute, bud. I don't think I mentioned it last show. Um, I'm not sure. I mentioned it on one of the other shows. Maybe okay. we, I'm not sure. But I was waiting for for Cad Bane. Uh, mm-hmm. He is he was in the post office basically so i picked him up i haven't actually opened it to check it out yet but i'll probably get him up and um what's the other one Jeez, there's another there's another six scale i just got as well i'm also prepping for a toy show so i think i talked about this i think i'm gonna get rid of all my black series boxes finally at least the ones that i'm oh, yeah. opening oh boxes. keeping okay. yeah just the boxes because I'm never like I'm never gonna get rid of Darth Vader and Tarkin. Like I want to keep these box series, but if I want to sell them, the value I gain from keeping the box is so minimal, and it's just taking up space. And I do have duplicates that I would sell for some of them that are boxed. So mm-hmm. at this point, it's like I want to just keep them and clear the space. So I've heard I've heard either or on the um, the whole like I I bought it and opened it and I chose to sell it, but I kept the box. So it upped the value. And then on the other hand, I've heard like, we don't get any value out of keeping the box and, uh, and trying to sell it, resell it and stuff. So how is that? How is that with you guys up there? So you Badfish, you said in your area that you do get a little bit more out of it. What about you, Chris? Well, I'm, I'm, I don't know what, uh, what show are you going to do? Badfish? Is that like a Mississauga uh, just one? Just a or local something? one. Yeah. Okay, there's okay. The, and, and if there's more, I'm looking at the Mississauga one probably this year as well. But yeah, generally I find even on eBay, like anything loose, even if it's opened, mm-hmm. a box figure goes for a, a bit more. Um, but at this point I'm at the point if i do ever sell a lot of these star wars ones are again ones i don't really want to get rid of like i have greedo i have yeah for and stuff like that i don't want to get rid of these 
but there's yeah, I want certain, a representation in some way, yeah, right? There's certain ones that'll have a bigger premium with the box, like uh, the deluxe stuff, like the Palpatine with the chair, like that sort of stuff. It is a little more of a premium with the box compared to the standard figures. You know, if yeah, you have a, a Caradune, yeah, <laughs> or like a, one of those, a few of those, yeah. Or one of the like the the that one time they did like first issue white boxes for <clears throat> for a new wave. There was like a box color variant for the the first uh, Mandalorian they, figure. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, those will those those will have a big premium. Those do get a premium, yeah. So and at this point, if I sell them loose, I won't lose, I won't gain a lot much. And again, I don't see myself selling a Darth Vader six six inch anytime soon. I want some right. sort of representation in a six inch so uh yeah that's just like an example so i'm trying to just continue with the toy shows and and all that sort of stuff but yeah new stuff coming in is it's mostly mostly six scale but i'm i want to cherry pick a few black series like that anakin that kid anakin and mm-hmm. there's a couple more i'm st- like and there's some old ones i want to get like i have i have the dengar I want to make sure I have all the bounty hunters sort of thing. You know what? Uh, on the subject of Black Series bounty hunters, my uh, I got the IG-88 on the reissue. Like, um, what do you call that series the where archive? it's like a gray card? Yeah, the archive one. Yeah. And I so that. I don't have... So I don't even have the first one, right? But his, like, shoulder joints rubber have completely melted. Like, really? They, yeah. I'm like, they just... They're, they're falling apart. I should just pick them off, really. Because there's, like, a rubber... The original. There's like a springy cover over the shoulder joints, and it is just a disaster. And I had the archive one. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. The, ar- the nice thing about the archive, and it, it, a lot of them are updated, and some of them are hard to find figures. So, as as much as it's maybe annoying for people who want to keep the resale value of stuff, it's at the same time it's like it gives people an option. And Hasbro's they're making they're not exclusive sort of things, right? They're they're mass production, but yeah, um, gonna cherry pick a few, but definitely, like I said, picking what I'm keeping from it, and then trying to just purge the 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 chaff that I have been holding onto for no freaking reason, you know. Yeah. Sorry. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> Rambling. Let's uh, check in with the chat just really quick before we get into our show topic. We do have Ben Thomas in the house. Thanks, Ben, for for being here, and of course that guy, uh, Vintage Rebellion, checking in. Who that? Uh, I have no clue, um, but uh, we got a we got a good show for you guys again. We're gonna talk about some four horsemen, some Mondo stuff, and then of course we got hot or not. But for our show topic today, so I kind of wanted to, we already started talking about it, but how's the uh, how's the hunt going for you guys? We're kind of early in the in the I said almost said school year, the early in the new year, and I want to know something this year that you're looking at picking up that you might have been sitting on for a while like kind of eyeballing you've seen it here you've seen it there but you're like yeah you know what i'm waiting on that price a little bit and or i'm waiting for a better condition or something like that so uh king dingling just showed up too thanks hey, uh, uh so uh badfish you go first what's uh what's how's hunting going and what's something you've been kind of looking for uh i would say two particular things that like nag me like you know you know you this is where FOMO comes in. I hate it. But basically, the Batman six scale just went on like waitlist. Both mm-hmm. of them, the 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 deluxe one, I should say, the original 
non-deluxe was already, but I didn't even see it go low stock. So I've been, and uh, I was going to grab it when it went low stock. It's one of those sorts of things. I wanted to get it, but I didn't want to put it on payment plan yet sort of thing. And then the other one, the, none of these are technically small scale, but the, we have looked at it, that, that, uh, Clone Wars helmet. Cause each time I've pre-ordered the, um, this is the Ahsoka one, I should say. I have the shiny and I pre-ordered it. I canceled the pre-order and then I got it for like $50 off or something like that. A good chunk off. So I'm kind of waiting on the Ahsoka one to maybe go on sale. As I might just skip the Ahsoka one altogether though. I'm, I'm considering doing that because I really would rather have the Rex one when it comes. When that, when that Rex one comes, I think I might not wait. I don't think it's going to be hard to find. It probably will eventually go on sale. So that might be one of those situations again. But that, that one I want way more than the Ahsoka one. So those are like the, the main things that I think about when I, I'll have a tab. I'll, I'll check it each every day or something. Or like the honey price drops or whatever on, on those things. So you got to be quick on those because sometimes they disappear fast. So that's that's my hunt right now. What about you, Chris? Well, um, you know, for for anybody who is uh, looking at those Black Series helmets, like Badfish was saying, um, keep in mind they they're reissuing the plain Stormtrooper and the Luke X-wing, which that's oh, like those are that's another top, tab, yeah, top of the line. That's what those are the ones you actually want. None of this Clone Wars stuff. Badfish is talking about. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, but, see, I'll um, skip the Ahsoka. Get the Stormtrooper. There you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Something I'm looking for is um. There's a few uh, like vintage figures that are like like carded ones that are um, they're like, you know, they're in the the ballpark of attainability. Some really are not. <laughs> but uh, there's, you know, so like they're like we were talking about the bounty hunters here. Here I got a, a Canadian uh, Bosque, which is like a 1980 Bosque there with this washed out car and he's dopey looking face there. Um, you know, one that you can uh, sort one that you can get relatively attainably on a Canadian card, which you can uh, st still find here and there, is a uh, Zuckus. And you know, um, as uh, the the literate in the audience will know, in the vintage Kenner line, Forlom and Zuckus were reversed. So the short guy with the trench coat is called Forlom, and uh, the robot C three PO guys called zuckus but uh yeah i think i want a, a canadian zuckus this year probably run run you like 500 bucks something like that <laughs> I mean, yeah i've got i've got the they did the six inch like th homage to that with the two pack it's pretty right. cool and i've got those are on my that's what finally filled my shelf because i don't i'm trying to think if they ever released them in six inch if they did they were hard to find before yeah, they that, so well, uh, yeah, they actually, um, the two pack you're talking about, they actually changed the colors so they look more like the vintage figure, too. There was a red yeah. box, uh, yeah, there was a red box, uh, Zuckus, and that's it okay. for long, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the jacket's just a little bit different color, really, it's pretty much the same, but yeah, okay. you know, I would, I would at this at this pace with the, the vintage figures, I have like 65, there's a hundred ish. I you know I get like one or two a year. <laughs> so just, is that the goal yeah. to fill the hundred eventually? Yeah, maybe eventually, but um, it's real tough when you're sticking to Canadian packaging because there's ten percent as many as there are available U.S. versions on the market, something like that. 
And do the Canadian ones have a higher value because of that? Um, or no? For for certain for certain figures, they do like the like the twelve backs and like you know the first twelve or like any um any sort of Canadian exclusive card back type stuff. But your average figure like Bosk, I was showing, there's not really much of a markup for the Canadian version. Yeah, because I know in some cases, like when they multilingual cards, uh, they're they're preferred to have the, yeah. the just English only generally. But yeah. um, multilingual sometimes because they're less made, they're more rare, they're more. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. You there. yeah you you do have this phenomenon where like if, amongst the like sort of hardcore collectors who have put together their U.S. run, they start looking for the more exotic stuff and that drives up the price a little bit so i'll be right back guys cool. so for uh for me i have been sleeping on this particular statue for years it's always a price that's kind of unattainable for me just kind of the way i collect and the way i i like to spend on the small stuff at one point i did think i might ditch a lot of the small stuff and go straight up with like hot toys and statues and realize i just i didn't have a lot of fun with it but there's still certain statues that like i really really want uh just because it was like the best representation of the character i want and like the price has always been fairly unattainable and just a couple of days ago someone finally had the sideshow Thanos on throne uh, on one of the local Facebook pages and they have it for $700. And I was like, holy crap. That is the best price I've ever heard. So I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm, I never time this stuff, right? You know, I never have the fund re funds ready to go and be like, let's do it. I'll meet you where you're at and let's get it done. The you gotta one, sell uh, something. <laughs> well, I, and that's like I I brought my wife up here too because I I always tell her like you know I know you don't get into this as much as I do but it's as, it's as much mine as it is yours you know this is kind of like our uh, if if shit really went to shit then uh, we have we have some money <laughs> but um, I brought her up here and she's like well you can sell that uh, that Thor statue I have uh, some of the Avenger assemble line and. Um, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably a good start. You know, I have a couple other figures, not, not like big, maybe I can make 50 bucks off of a few of them, but he has it for $700 does not have a box. So I'm like, okay, how are we transporting this now? Because I'd have to go up to uh Pflugerville, which so is, is just, yeah, just, uh, just, uh, North of Austin, right? How far two hours or something? Nah, less. It's not. That's not nothing, man. Thirty-four that, minutes. The only reason you're getting that price is because it doesn't have a box. Yeah. Right. And I'm just like, what bad decision can I make right now to go get this thing? Because damn, the only other Thanos statue that I really want is the XM Studios one, and I've kind of put that one out of my mind just because it is fairly new. It's what three years old, four years old, something like that. But um, Equan says he's out. He'd be out with no box. Um, I just, 
I've never bought a statue without a box. But this how much you like want to pay for that box though? This is like a bucks? grail piece for me though. This is like yeah. a grail piece, and like this is like the version that I want, right? And then I've I I, I uh, when I watch uh, Steve's stuff, Casual Nerd Problems, I always see he has a new a new switch out for it. So I'm like, damn, I'm gonna have to get his contact, get get some of these switch outs and stuff. And it's just the standard version. It's not the exclusive one, so it doesn't have the the grinning the grinning uh, head sculpt, but um. I don't know, man. It's super tempting. I just checked it a while back, and it's it doesn't look like it's sold. But um, I don't know. I want to hear from some of our our statue collectors. Equan already kind of gave his uh, his opinion. What Is would you do if Thanos it's the perfect wrong? price? Well, and I need to ask, but I don't want to ask without like, oh, so you're ready to jump, you know? But uh, I want to know from some of you guys if you're a statue collector, what would be your hesitation? on this piece uh no box you know i'm i'm assuming that everything else is good i know that that statues had a few um a few little mess ups here or there after time goes on but um i'd like to know and then the other thing is um as far as like hunting goes like the actual like going out there and looking for stuff man i haven't set a step foot in a target for about three weeks <laughs> You know, and that's that's a long time for me because we live right down the street from one. And uh, the last time I was in there, it was completely wiped out. Wasn't really expecting much, you know, just because Christmas and stuff. But I'm I got that itch. I want to go back out. I have some money, but I'm trying to stay focused on some of the uh, mm. the uh, four horsemen stuff. Uh, Steven's collectible says his should be coming in towards the end of the month, beginning of February. So I, I put in a an email to him saying which ones I want to pre-order and stuff. So um, that's about it for me. It's, I, I'm, I'm focused. Like I finally com- completed the in-game display. There's only a few pieces for Power Rangers that I need. So it's it's going to be more about going to different places now and trying to find these little odds and ends to kind of complete it and then see where we go from there. Yeah, definitely. Like, And for me... G- I used to do like Walmart every other day sort of mm-hmm. thing. Now Walmart for me, that was in the old town I used to live in. It's just wiped out for Star Wars. There's they get a run. And also again, six inch black series, I'm trying to be focused on that. And if I if I cherry pick some of them later now, I'll do that or I'll buy them loose. I'm gonna do that now or at a toy show. But um the, do you guys have like some secret locations that you guys like to frequent that like do, not many people shop? Well, it's not lots of people shop there, but GameStop now for me, they, the local one, they've always had like a good rotation. And if there's something like, um, you know, the retro card Spider-Mans, mm-hmm. they get a lot of those and I'll go there randomly. And I found like the, I think I showed it on stream when I got it, the, um, what's his dang name? The guy Craven the Hunter. Uh, okay. that one i thought i was gonna have to pay over mar- like uh secondary market prices for it because it was sold out on om- almost every site and then i went there one day and they had like two or three of them on the shelf so mm-hmm. i was able to pick the nicest one and uh and they seem to have a lot of those come in and then uh the stores got actually just moved to like a mall just beside where it used to be it was like an old tim hortons that was mm-hmm. converted to a GameStop. 
that happens a lot here. Just FYI, they're, they'll Hardcore. they'll see. You can tell that it's an old Tim Hortons because of the shape of the the roof. And basically, my wife used to work at one, and it in our old town it was a Tim Hortons and became a GameStop, and then this one. But eventually, they've moved to this new mall, and it's a bit bigger now. And uh, yeah, so so they and I can't believe how many pops are still on the walls because and people were still shopping them. Like I was there yeah. Christmas shopping, and people were still buying them. Like everybody almost, like, was uh, looking at them. I was they surprised. almost kind of just like took a new jump and. And like people are kind of more into it than even, even when the craze was going in it. But I feel like, I feel like they're being I think it's very a lot selective of anime now. Stuff. Yeah, the anime stuff is hitting real. I think hard. that's where a lot of the popularity is right now. Where because everyone I saw picking them up, look, I'm pretty sure they were picking anime ones. And the whole st- the Star Wars section is there, but I don't think they move the way they used to. Well, and it but, seems like yeah. a lot of a lot of like studios, like figures and like statue places are are starting to move more towards the anime stuff as well. Like you're seeing a lot more of it out there. Yeah, I got to but I got to agree with Badfish like GameStop is the is the spot in Canada for like TVC, Marvel Legends, like Those lots two. of random stuff and it's and especially, uh, to me it's the ones that are like aren't in malls that like it's not, you know, it's not a pedestrian zone. Like the people just go to them less. The stock seems to be better. I found a bunch of those Chase uh galaxy squadron ships there at GameStops and like all kinds of good stuff but uh i don't know i saw the weirdest the weirdest thing i was in there last time i was in there there was like a father and son looking at pops and i'm not a kid like a teenager and his dad looking at pops Mm -hmm. these are you know there's they have a mutual pop collection and they're bonding you know talking about pops and they what the dad picks up paz vizsla which is the John Favreau Mandalorian. He asks his son, who's that? And his son has no clue, but they know they need him. They're like, oh, no, I think he's in the book of Boba Fett or something. And they, they buy it. I don't understand pop collecting. But anyways. There's, there, there's a point where, and I was like that, not with Pops, but with Black Series. I was just ticking the number on the box because I wanted to have, like, the whole set sort of thing. Yeah, And then, yeah, so it's... I think but especially those are with cool. pops. That's the that's a big part of it, right? I, I guess so. I guess I mean, so. I don't know. I had a I had a cool I had a cool uh, collecting dad moment about four weeks ago, right before Christmas, and um, we were talking to my son, like, "Hey, like, do you want to get rid of any of your toys, or do you want to keep them? But if we want to keep them, we need to uh, find a way for you to display them, right?" So. He, go, he was like, yeah, well, we can find something, a, a shelf or something. We were kind of hyping him up about it. And he go, and I go, um, I have a question for you. Do you want to just have storage to put your toys? Or do you want to display them and and like kind of pose them like I do? And he thought about it. And he thought about it. He goes, I want to display them like you do. I was like, yes. <laughs> So um, we switched out one of those cubed uh, uh, storage things and uh, put it in his room. And uh, he he had it all standing up all nice and all, and all that kind of stuff. And then his cousins came over for, for New Year's. And after they all left, he's like, no, my collection's all fallen down. I go, hey, man, that's, that's what happens when you let them play with them. That's why I don't let you play with any of my stuff. And stuff, but it was it was kind of cool to have that 
have that moment. He's six, so and that he, reminds he get, me, and he gets it. This shelf here, uh huh, you can see it. And I moved it, but the Millennium Falcon that was sitting on the back there, that was, I had it sitting on a box back there. I used to display it in this shelf all the time as a kid. Like I would set it cause it fits in there and I would set up like a whole spaceport scene or like, and then with the, the, um, I've shown it on the show, the, um, Django Fett, uh, slave one, like mm -hmm. with the, the act, like the seismic charges and stuff that come out of it i used to set that up as well set up little scenes and then That's i'd play cool. with them but i'd set it back up almost every time and i do that with like my jab of the hut one i do a little thing so i've been doing that since i was pretty young and but i would and then same with jurassic park i had like the command center so yeah. i would set up all the dinos and then i'd play with them but then i'd come back pick and set them all them back put them up. Back. yeah yeah i used to collect uh I still kind of do. I just don't build them anymore. But I collected a lot of Gundams back in the day when I was young. And I had them all standing up on, on a shelf on the wall. And I'd build them and stuff. And then and then I'd kind of reenact Gundam Wing and stuff. And I had Wing Zero. And I had Epion. And I had all the bad guys, the Leos and stuff like that. And, uh, and then do the same thing. Pick them all back up. Put them right where they need to be. Dean, what's going on, man? Hey. Um, but my... My secret location is a Walmart that's about 15 minutes away from where I work. And I work out in the country at the school I work at. And this little town has a Walmart there that just keeps getting stuff. And every now and then I'll go there and there's something I wanted. There's something I could pick up. And it was cool because... One of the my friends I used to work with at the comic shop, he goes, hey, if you see any of the Star Wars Black Series wave, I think it was that first Mando wave or the, what was the one with the um, the Loyalist Mando? Oh, I think it was geez. the Loyalist. But it was one of those waves, right? Yeah. And my, my uh, principal had given me some time off in the morning because of a thing I, I helped out with. And she goes, well, come in, come in at nine o'clock when your classes start. So I go to that Walmart first thing in the morning. There they are still in the display boxes, still in the boxes. And I asked the guy, hey, can I get it? Can I break into these and, and, and get a few of these? He's like, uh, yeah, it depends on how many you're going to grab. I go, I just I need one of this one, this one, this one and this one. Clone Wars season eight wave. Yeah, I was going to say the the um, that was a popular wave with those loyalists and all that like those were hard to find that was i think the ahsoka ones too yeah and it came yes it was that first ahsoka wave that or not the tv show but the is that uh, loyalist is 55 us dollars on amazon right now now that's geez. probably not accurate but still but anyway i found the whole wave from and i just cleaned it up oh, yeah too bad he too bad he had i think he had the django fat body which was you know a little dated but he had darth maul spikes therefore value he had, yeah. yeah, you're exactly right. But on, honestly, those honey holes, I would have them. And then everyone, I feel like eventually they would get found. Like there was a mall, Walmart, that nobody would go to. And it would get the waves first because it was right by the highway. And I lived pretty close to it at the time. And then I eventually I moved a bit further, but I would still go to it. And eventually it just dried up. I don't know if it was because people were found it or because they stopped getting orders. But yeah, I... And then that would, it would kind of rotate. I would find one store and then it would kind of dry up eventually. Mm -hmm. But there's some, there's kind of those random Walmarts that nobody goes to or they're 
they're um more in like a an old part of town like i would go to a part where there's like probably more retirees live there and stuff mm -hmm. so less collectors probably hit it so i would go there and it would generally have some stuff you hadn't seen in other stores for months and it was just there either on discount or they had like a bunch of them so it's it's weird sometimes you'll that's another if you're ever like hunting and you if you know the area if it's an area where a bunch of old people live it's like a retirement area because we have areas where it's more established either retirement communities are there or there's just older older residents live in like a certain area of town because it's just more established housing or it's more expensive and you know that there's just less collectors there probably so i would suggest that as if you're on the hunt as well that's another like kind of thing to think about right all right chris we're about 40 minutes in what do you got for us for a uh, vintage talk all right well um you know uh, i wanted to uh cover um a a, uh, a specific licensee of the vintage figures back in the day because I, f I forget why but on a previous show one or two episodes ago uh, this uh this like this company glasslight came up and i was showing one of the the tie fighters they released but you know so the the interesting thing here is like so the the, the vintage star wars line first comes out in 1978 and that's what you see with this tvc looking luke on the left here and uh you know it, it got released uh, just because of the way like trade laws worked uh, more so back in the day than now like a lot of countries had to have it released by uh like a, a, a like a local company that would make a licensing deal with fox and kenner so they could release it there like here it was Irwin toy slash kenner canada in the uk it was palatoy and so on right so in brazil they had this company called glasslight which i'm sure i'm saying horribly wrong but uh i'm not going to try and pronounce it authentically that's just, you're gonna have to deal with it but um but the the interesting thing with this company is that it didn't they didn't release the stuff until 1988 which is like 10 years after it came out originally so that's where you get a lot of uh, weird stuff going on basically that is not very congruent with uh, the other the other licensees so you can see on this Luke uh, you know the card backs just crazy it's actually a generic card back for all their figures they released and where it says Luke Skywalker is just a sticker they slapped on so uh, every figure would have the same card back and just a sticker for the character's name and then uh, basically uh, they they released a few vehicles too, and uh, here you can see the Tie Fighter drastically, uh, yeah, exactly, drastically different box. Uh, you know the the old the 1978 Kenner one, pretty uh, you know the the packaging style we've come to know with that's continuing to this day with TVC, and then on the right and ten years later, it's sort of like a painting, and they have this weird picture of darth vader and a star destroyer sort of edited over top of it you know it's a very different look but um you know in a lot of other in a lot of cases with these other national licensees you were getting pretty much the same product inside the box even if they used a different photo or the box looked a little different that was not exactly the case here so when you see what's inside of these uh on the next slide here um they went a little crazy with the tie fighter and instead of the the clear the sort of basic white plastic of the original they went with a sort of metallic 
swirl plastic and they added a bunch of vibrantly colored stickers that have no place on a tie fighter so like you know even if you're a loose collector who does variants this is a wildly different looking piece than the original tie fighter yeah and uh that sort of that sort of brings me to uh the last most uh notable probably the most infamous thing about glasslight which is they 10 years later for whatever reason and they're dealing with kenner they uh they released one figure that uh that u.s kenner did not have and you know how weird is that to imagine uh guys who are collecting in the u.s 10 years down the road brazil gets one figure that u.s kenner was working on but decided to cut and that's uh that's the flicks there and he's just a fat uh criminal goon but uh and he looks ridiculous but uh he has an extremely high secondary market value of course because he was never released in the u.s so uh you know so an example like that graded might run you ten thousand. i don't know something like that <sighs> insanity good yeah that i i crazy. had to i say sorry i had to step away there this, this yeah. is awesome though well, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you if you uh, like, I don't know if you want to just roll back to the loose TIE fighters for a second. Sean, yeah, but, I was uh, watching on my phone. While I had, so, yeah, the, I kind of almost like as I don't like, obviously, the 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 uh, the red part on the outside, but this metallic is cool. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's cool. just I mean, you know, but a lot of guys, if they have this, they have every version that ever came out. So it's just awesome to have something that's strikingly different. Right. It's just like, I don't know what those guys were smoking, but uh it it looks real fun in comparison to the other one because there is a there is a U.S. version that's like sort of blue as well. They made one that where the they it has like battle damage on it and it's more of a blue color rather than white. So if you had all three, it would look pretty cool, even if jump, they were all loose. Jump back to the first slide again, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, the, yeah. There's two Luke's. One. I yeah. love the TV toys thing. And yeah, I actually like, really like this Star Wars logo. This is an official logo, right? Yeah, that um, the logo with the red bars there and the lightsaber is a, uh, you know, the lightsabers from the teaser poster of Return of the Jedi, which the first Jedi poster was just two hands holding a saber up, which were uh, the source photo was actually George Lucas's hands, if I'm not mistaken. It's a real deep cut there. But uh, the, the logo you're seeing is actually was used in the US as the power of the force logo in 85. So uh, you'd have like your last 17 figures on there. So basically the last two waves of vintage Star Wars figures had that logo. And if you were lucky enough to buy a HasLab sail barge, the yak face that came with it had that card back where it had the sort of ah, red bar. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it had a coin and it would have that logo on it. Yeah. Yeah, the the card back though is a mess. Otherwise, man, just the the basically yeah. well, even this art cut. This isn't as bad, but I do. Yeah, the Vader. It's like well, why is he there? Yeah, just get that picture off there, and it would be an awesome box. Like you know what I mean? The picture's just jetting into the racetrack and everything. It's you know, it's yeah, it's very odd, but uh, it's cool to see the painting look there. But uh, yeah, it's just an interesting line, and the the Vlix keeps it relevant once in a while. You'll see a, a few years ago, somebody bought a lot of garbagey looking loose toys from Brazil for $5. And there was one of them in there, just a loose one. But I mean, it's just a pile of 
loose toys from Brazil for five bucks. And I mean, loose, he's got to be two or three grand, like in bad shape. Like, I love that. Yeah. It's, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's just, it's insanity. Like he's a non-character, you know, he's like literally, even if you watched the droids cartoon, he's, I, mean, I think he's in like two episodes out of 13 and it's just like, he's a goon, you know, <laughs> It's, that's classic Star Wars, though. Some yeah. nobody. They, exactly. I love how the uh, the accessories just sitting at his feet too. Yeah, like, it's not even taped in there. Yeah. They're slapping a bubble on. And like I said, uh, just like the Luke, this is not. This is a generic card back for the whole droids wave. And where it says Flix is just a sticker on there. We're like, ah, uh, oh, yeah, I yeah. see it. Yeah. So they didn't even make unique card backs for the figures. Ah, uh, that's why that's kind of clip arty looking okay so the this is actually part of the reason i used to not part this would be part of the reason i kept some boxes would be a way to store all the accessories because they have a place you know what it came with Mm -hmm. but at this point i'll just look at a picture on the internet and guess i'm pretty sure this is the one that came with that so i and and put it in like a a fishing tackle box or whatever yeah and uh on that subject um the uh the Canadian uh, droids cards are very similar to this, where um, it's almost the same picture they used. I can gr- I could grab one here. Why not? Yeah, let me give me a sec to open it up. But it's almost the same picture they used. But in Canada, yeah. they also thought it wasn't worth their time to make a unique card back for each of the droids figures. So you get, uh, if it will focus, you get a. Oh no, it's not going to here. There you oh, go. There you go. But uh, yeah. Um, but it's almost the same picture. But uh, they went a little differently. But the only there's no sticker with the name here. You just get to read the name on the coin. It's so weird. Like as as much as I don't really care for that series, and I've I've seen it I think once. I I really like the way it looks. I don't know the the logo and the way they do R two and C three PO. I don't know. It's yeah. And you had it for a... about it that I really like. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the 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 gateway drug would be like the three figures that Hasbro put out in TVC. The Fett's pretty cool. Yeah, with that have that sort of branding. Oh, the uh, uh, their Dean. Uh, it has the looks like an as seen on TV icon. That's exactly what I was thinking of. I guess yeah. in Brazil, ten years later, the only way people were watching was on TV. That's a good point. Yeah, I think it could be that. Um, from this company, you do see that logo on basically anything that was like a movie or TV license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, uh, yeah, I was thinking as seen on TV. You still see that as well at at the at the store. They'll have like, oh, this this product that you used to see, yeah. they'll have it on the box. <laughs> well, but the funny thing is, so like that with that Vlix especially, uh, there is um, like a US Kenner Vlix a few of them but they're technically prototypes so like right up in, in 85 they were they were working on this figure they had internal like prototype versions of it in the US but uh you know those will run you 30 40 grand I'm going to say those must <laughs> Lose, be no really card back yeah yeah i saw one for sale at at celebration the guy uh, was sitting on an offer of 40 grand not deciding if he was going to sell or not so, so but, here's uh, a question what was that 10 years ago you know, uh, not uh, for it's weird for certain stuff like like this figure, not not shockingly less. Like this guy got high quickly because just you know, there for the Kenner prototype, you're probably talking like I don't know, I'm just ballparking, but like ten to twenty examples maybe, like period. And then for the 
the carded Brazilian one here, uh, you, you just don't see them come up very often, especially not in good shape. So this shot up high really quick just because there's just nowhere near the numbers there are of every other vintage figure. Because yeah, I'm wondering if you buy it, what you spend 30 grand in, in 10 years, maybe it's 60 grand. I, I doubt know. it because <laughs> let's doubt, face yeah. it, who even remembers this cartoon? It's on Disney Plus and still no one knows it. And you need so. someone to want it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that, you know, the, there's an R2 and 3PO from that line and the Boba Fett. I bet you they'll be worth more in 10 years. But uh, I think this guy's going to be, be stable and it will grow until no one alive remembers the cartoon. <laughs> yeah yeah the six yeah. they did what the six inch boba fett from this i think yeah exactly yeah. but it, you know it's, it was cool. just your 2013 boba fett re, re, uh, new colors yeah but uh yeah it's a it's a fun line if you get into this sort of stuff but you know the the tie fighters are actually sort of affordable comparatively but the figures they're they're all they're all way up there carded vehicles seem to be a bit more reasonable. I'm sure there are the outliers, but it seems like the figures just seem to be more if you want... Like, if you want a Power of the Force, even old X-Wing, you can find them kind of cheap compared to some of the figures. Uh, although, some of the bigger vehicles, like the AT-AT and stuff, they're still like three, $400. Yeah. Like, so. I mean, I saw I saw one of those uh, TIE Fighters with the box, the Glasslight ones for sale with the box locally, not too long ago. I think it was... 1200 okay so uh, never mind. which so still well those. yeah but like the for any the of the figures will be well any of the figures will be twice that for a carded figure and okay. so it's yeah it's just crazy but uh yeah it's it's but you know fun to look at fun to know about so that if you ever see it and somebody doesn't know what they have you can get a good deal buy it <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome all right chris cool. thank you for uh for that vintage talk always full of information um moving on we have some uh four horsemen news the poxis wave has arrived at four four horsemen studios and has begun shipping so if you pre-ordered any of these um they said to uh, start expecting the shipping notices uh pretty soon probably by next week and that because of how much uh everyone everyone uh loved this wave uh, it could take up to four weeks for the entire shipment to uh, to get out, but they said they are gonna go ahead and go for it. Um, normally, they said they would do the all in people first just to get them out the door, but because of the high high uh, uh, pre order numbers, they're just trying to get as much out a day as they possibly can. Um, this is part of what I'm this is part of what I'm waiting for uh, myself. Uh, I want to get Poxus here. That's uh, one of the four horsemen. And get his uh, his horse along with the, this big blue dragon. These are the kind of the three guys I'm I'm waiting for that I have. I'm going. Which one to... is Poxus? The top left or the uh, far? Poxus right? is the big right. The far right. Okay. The, and the big. Picture. Did you have to pre-order or you just get priority? I wanna I wanna just make sure I have it in hand because uh, Stevens is so far from me. It's like a forty minute drive or so. Uh, I just want to make sure I have it paid for and ready to go because. I'll let it go for a couple of weeks and then I'll miss out. So I'm really, I'm really afraid of missing out on this. 
Can you or you can't order them on the site anymore, right? You had to pre-order no. So them? that's the big yeah, thing with Four Horsemen is that they all kind of do the pre-order stuff. Windows, that's what I and when the windows are done, then it's done. You have to go BBTS. You got to go to one of the uh, on-site retailers like Stevens uh, to uh, to pre-order, and a lot of times you'll get it at a, a little bit of a increased price. Not not too bad, yeah. but. Um, I know when I've bought Four Horsemen from Stevens before, it's been right about the same. Nothing, nothing super crazy. But you let it go any longer than that. Uh, some of the bigger figures, I think even Stephen Percher could tell you, is a they get up pretty high. But I, it's I important. Even the standard figures go like double for what they. Yeah. Now and they do another... reissue sort of sometimes. I think right. They do they those. Uh, they do uh, the All Star waves, right? Those are kind of like the reissues. That's okay. it. Yeah. Which is but, uh, which is great because it is some of these are really cool and if you just don't have the chance or you didn't know about it, right? You, to be able to get another shot at them is is cool because some of these are so awesome, and I mean right away just looking at the top that wizard looking kind of obviously guys, or the top one? right mage yeah the dude with more square beard either mm -hmm. one of those two I think I don't know anything like kind of D and D looking or like the the elf chick in the bottom left yeah she was really cool know. too. These are all really cool and yeah, but oh, look at the wings, man. Those look like real like insect Bug, like yeah. locust yeah, wings, things. man. That looks crazy. Maybe it's the lighting, but it looks like they got little sparkles in there and and it gets thicker on like the veins and stuff. Like that looks awesome. And you imagine you put in the I'm sure you can put them like way up while he's on the horse. Like that probably looks crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would so, want like to build these as like a kind of how Eddie's doing it, just a fantasy. Yep. He wants to do like vi a Viking kind of wave thing he was saying i would do like a D D thing like get kind of just the wizard maybe an orc maybe that chick but yeah and if that's they're a all really pre-order is done it's, it's a it's really kinda, cool thing because yeah. like they're all interchangeable and the one of the things they like to highlight on their facebook pages like the customs switching out parts and stuff like um with the uh jacob uh, Mar marley figure the figure obscura one thing they were talking about is that the surprise was the uh the metal mask and they said a lot of people are using their valiant knight and putting the metal mask on him to make a man in the iron mask figure or yeah. as close to having one as possible and i was like hey that's a really good idea but the important part about poxis right now this the like the bigger picture he's part of the four horsemen and uh this year they're gonna finish the four horsemen uh like team so last year we got Alithia. This year we're going to get Poxus and um, Necronomus, I think his name is, something like that. He, those are the last two, uh, head, uh, the last two uh, uh, four horsemen. And you're going to, from what I was told by a four horseman fan, uh, a.k.a. Dylan, is you're going to want to get uh, the horsemen as fast as you can because once they finish the team that first one that they gave uh that they threw out i think it's Aerith there or something like that uh they're just gonna blow up they're gonna be harder to find you're not gonna be able to find them yeah so, i can uh, imagine that yeah so i'm i'm looking i'm looking for him too we we're talking about hunting right so i'm kind of waiting to stumble upon that guy or wait for a good deal but uh if you have pre-ordered this pox of poxis wave it will be shipping out here shortly and then um Badfish, you wanted to cover this Mondo Juggernaut. What's going on? Yeah, I thought this was just kind of a cool 
then like um every er, now that we're just um we're not covering absolutely everything so this kind of stood out to me this is just a cool thing from mondo i'm used to seeing from them like lately their six scale um plot uh like the what the mccready and stuff like that and then they did um they've teased like the spider-mans and stuff like this but this is yeah. a 12 inch i think yeah in that first picture it showed it but it's mm -hmm. 12 inches tall only 15 inches wide so you could like put this in with your if you wanted it to with like a marvel legend or something i feel like he's very comic-y looking to me and it's not crazy articulation it's and you if you want to order it pre-order is ending tomorrow at like 12 central so um it's yeah. it's I, it's a timed edition um it's sculpted by tommy hodges paint paint by hector arse and uh Basically, the it's limit three per household. It's two hundred dollars. The articulation. Sorry, I thought I had listed here. It's like arms, fist as fist it. and arm are probably separate. But uh, it says soft vinyl, so I guess it's like closer to that line of like uh, Godzilla stuff that they do, rather than like an, uh, a more articulated figure line. It's more of a mildly articulated statue-ish display type piece. Yeah, and I thought just the fact he's able to do that punching fist. I don't know how it's not the best picture here they're achieving. Yeah, it, but, it looks like the fist yeah. can turn independently of the arm, the top of the arm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's swivel arms, fists, and boots. So the, there's shoulder, arm, wrist, and boot articulation. It looks like. I mean, this guy's huge. It's like it's yeah. the size of this guy's torso. Yeah, which yeah, is well, just, crazy. It's it's just a like if you just wanted a beastly juggernaut and you had a bunch of Marvel Legends like fighting him or crawling over him sort of thing. I like that's what I like to do with them. That'd be cool. Like Spider-Man jumping over him or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And it's a little pricey at two hundred dollars. I feel like for vinyl, it's probably, but I still think it's pretty cool. But yeah, if you. As far as I'm understanding with this timed edition, if you want to get it, you got only have till tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. Really uh, just kind of unique looking thing. Kid Robot vibes, yeah. Yeah, man, I don't know, but I can't I can't wait for my McCready. I did order that, and uh, I'm excited to see what else they turned out in that more realistic uh, film license uh 1-6 line but uh this is fun man they've been doing they've been doing vinyl stuff for for a long time like even before uh funko. well who purchased them funko i can't even remember uh, it was funko or super seven bought them uh a year or two ago but uh they were doing like vinyl godzilla stuff for for years but uh yes yeah, it feels like right in line with that i don't know if it's referencing a specific comic or something but like the proportions are just insane like his fists way bigger than his head it reminds me of like the '90s cartoons or something. Yeah. Uh, like maybe from like X Men or whatever. I I didn't watch X Men as much as I did like Spider Man and Batman, but um, I want to say this is kind of reminds me of like the X Men, uh, Juggernaut from the TV show. Yeah, it's just it's just big and bulky. Like I didn't even realize the dude behind it to be honest at first. But I yeah, think it's his like fist mess. is actually one to one for a human fist. It's got to be damn close. <laughs> Look at the size of that thumb. Oh, yeah look at the guy's hand underneath like that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's a really cool stylized version too you know i really like all the all like the bumps on the chest and stuff i was gonna say yeah um, the texture yeah the texture texture 
The feet are huge too. That's kind of cool. So you said it was the the fists, the arms, and the feet. It yeah. looks like the 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 elbows do as well. But yeah, it says here swivel on. Uh, let me reopen that. I, yeah, swivel, I think that it's the elbows, arms, the end of the fists, and boots. Yeah, so the boots probably just stay flat, but you can angle them, which he'll probably yeah. fall over. Yeah, it'd be cool <laughs> to see him like in a like in a like a punching, a punching yeah. uh, pose. Yeah, when it yeah. says arms, it, I think it's the shoulder because it looks like there's a joint, and there's definitely yeah. one at the. It looks to me like there's one at the the elbow. Yeah, but, at the but where the gauntlet stops there. Yeah, to do the punching pose, that it has to be at the shoulders to um to do that yeah. punching. Yeah, it's there's two on the arm. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Right there. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's neat little uh, not little <laughs> neat uh, <laughs> uh, thing that you don't that I don't really see too much for like uh, that stylized version. Yeah, man. All right, guys, let's uh, jump into uh, hot or not. First thing we have is Tomashi Nation's Godzilla times uh, times Kong, new the new empire for. Uh, 8,250 yen or about $57 USD each. So that's for both the uh, Godzilla and Kong. They are separate. We'll see the King Kong here in a second. Uh, due out in uh, April of this year, Godzilla is going to come with uh, interchangeable hands and the heat ray blast effect. Uh, he's going to be 6.3 inches tall. I just think this guy looks amazing. Like I am slowly getting sucked into wanting to get a, uh, a, uh, Godzilla figure. I've heard some people really like monster arts. I heard some people don't really like it and they like the other company. I don't remember what it's called. Um, I just saw him the other day too, at one of my local shops, but, uh, I'm going hot on this guy, not just because of the beam. I think this guy looks really good. The only thing I'm a little concerned about is if they come out with another version of him per, uh, after the movie, right? Because this is the, this is for the new movie, the the new Empire, right? That's the new movie that's coming out. I'm a little concerned if they'll come out with another one where he's all like his whole body's heated up, kind of like they did in the the last movie. Because uh, I'd rather have a final version, but this looks great. I'm going hot. All right, Badfish, what do you think? Um, I would say honestly, I, for me, I think the like heated up ones kind of are almost too much. I guess I think this is like just the right amount of like blue on the th on the uh, the spikes and stuff. I don't know. This was really cool, and the articulate. I can't believe that it's getting this pose that I'm seeing right now, and. Even just the neck, it's got like one, two, yeah. one, two, three, four articulate just going down to the shoulder just to, to, to do that. Like, I don't know. It's cool. And as much as you see the joints, they're still hidden really well. And the texture of the skin and, and whatnot and all that stuff is, is, is really cool. I don't know. I, I really like the vibrant blue, but, uh, yeah, I would say hot for this one. Equan said, "Wasn't it pink? the the hot The hot parts were pink in the new one. I wonder if that's like a, a leveled up version. Maybe he tries to do, uh, do this early on, and then he levels up or something." Ari, yeah, Ari's talking about pink. Yeah, Ari's talking about minus one. I can't remember if they're pink in that, but uh, I could see um, people being confused in the marketplace as there is a, both a Japanese and an American Godzilla currently 
being marketed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go hot just because, uh, this picture is amazing. I don't know if I necessarily believe that neck is holding up that beam like that. I don't know if that's, yeah. you know, I don't know if I buy that. I don't know if they erased like a little, they put a little stick there for the picture and then Photoshopped it out. I don't know, but, uh, it's, it's a little, that looks a little sus to me cause it's like almost too awesome to be true. But the um, leg is could... really reaching out there too. It almost looks like it's a little bit back. So maybe it's definitely a good point. I was, yeah. When you look at it, you think it's probably something holding that up. Yeah. And I mean, maybe the piece isn't as big as it looks because of the perspective of the camera. I don't know. Cause like that end piece is a lot closer to the lens and maybe the scale isn't, it's not as crazy as it looks because this head's real tiny, but uh, I don't know, man, this is, I mean, I like the sort of clear plastic on the spines and everything. It sort of reminds me of like the nineties toys and stuff, but, uh, okay. Yeah. He says, yeah, well, I mean, that's true. I mean, I'm going to go hot just cause this picture is amazing, but this picture is a promise that you can do this pose. And I don't know if I believe that, you know what I mean? Actual I, 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 product I, may differ slightly. I'll retract. <laughs> I would retract the hot if this is not possible. But this is uh, this is definitely an mo. I think for for sh figure arts, right? Because they had um, that blue eyes white dragon uh, figure for Monster Arts, kind of all pinned up on stilts or not stilts, yeah. but stands. You know, so I'm wondering if they just photoshopped it out. I'd say the price on this too, if it's around fifty seven. I'm used to hearing Godzilla's for like close to a hundred dollars or plus i like wonder if that's what it's gonna be for us but that's a i mean if it's 60 dollars us or close to that it's about a six inch rip. but i think that's pretty cool for a pretty good price considering what i normally hear i think for godzilla so i could be wrong but um the next one is the king kong again it's the same stats about 57 dollars and due out in uh, April of this year. This one's going to be 5.7 inches tall. It includes uh, interchangeable portrait, interchangeable hands, and an axe. I think this looks really great, too. Um, I feel like I'm more drawn to the Kong than I am the um, the Godzilla, as much as I really do like that Godzilla. I just feel like Kong has such a presence, just the way they have him posed here, kind of how he's bent over ready to ready to strike and then just kind of like the stature that he has uh holding the axe like in triumph and stuff so i really like this too i'm going hot yeah i i just think kong's cool i like the growling face to the uh the alternate head um i just think kong's cool so i i gotta go hot with this too the articulation and the way you could pose him i think you could do some really fun stuff with this one um the yeah the pose on the right is really cool and you get the uh like the the knuckle hands the knuckle hand so you can do like yeah. that that pose if he's wants him down if you want him down like not linebacker but you know what i mean on all fours i don't know it, it this is cool i'm gonna go hot and i think i don't know i like the way this new godzilla like the way they sculpted his face i think they did like like the the movie design i think it's kind of i think it's a cool uh Oh, something I like about it. Yeah, so I'm going hot with this one too. All right, I guess I'm the contrary, and I'm I'm definitely going not. And uh, I think that Kong is one of those characters that's really weird in figure form because 
unlike Godzilla, he's like sort of based on a real animal. So like the sense of scale is sort of lost to me. Like, I don't know. I still to this day, I see the, uh, the NECA like old timey King Kong, like loitering in every Toys R Us around here. And it's like, yeah, cause it just looks like a, like a badly just like sculpted gorilla because they, they sort of based him on the thirties one and he had a separate head that was more like the 70s one but they didn't have the license to the 70s movie but they're like eh, here's a slightly more realistic version and i don't know it's i feel like something the idea of king kong in figure form unless it's like a toy that's like 18 inches tall it sort of misses the point for me and uh I, and i they did a good job of making him look a little more like a distinct character this time around like you know there's the, the, the there's design details here that are not just a straight He's got up like a beard yeah yeah like the, you know there's like this is a character but like oh man did i think that godzilla versus kong movie was stupid as hell and why has he got an axe and like are we f- tr- supposed to imagine his great granddad kong like <laughs> built an axe and left it in valhalla or wherever it was for him like i don't i don't even know what's going on in those isn't movies. this godzilla spike sure but is he but sure but he's not supposed to know how to wrap twine around a giant bone or anything like that he's a monkey anyway he's entered the stone age just like all the other uh monkeys yeah but he but he didn't even have any other ones to like bounce ideas off or like make a culture like he's just he he should have known it from the beginning he didn't even make it anyways he found it but um was this yes. Jack Black? Did he meet Jack Black? I forget. Was this the one? No, that's a different Kong. Mm, this see, is this is the one that met Brie Larson and okay. Samuel Jackson, I think, if I remember correctly. But uh, I fell asleep during that movie, which is the last movie I fell asleep in in the theaters and for the first in years, <laughs> where it was this... like the seventies, and it was just King Kong. I forgot what it was called Skull Island, maybe. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm going I'm going not on this one. It did not meet Jack Black. That's a better movie. Uh, King Kong versus Godzilla is nonsense. You should support Japanese minus one Godzilla. And uh, yeah, not hot for me. Uh, I will say these movies are kind of like the Transformers movies. I couldn't tell you which one I've seen. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you what happened in any of them. But I had fun watching them because a lot of stuff got smashed. So I don't know. My <laughs> thing is like, like there's so many of them that I just can't keep track of like the continuity of it, like yeah. the storytelling of it. It's like Kong, Skull Island, and then you have uh, Kong and Godzilla, and then Kong times Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, we'll but watch, like we'll like watch them. We'll wait till all of them come out, and then I'll watch. We'll watch them all, kind of like oh yeah, this is the the ones that went together. Yeah, but like Godzilla minus one is like, I don't think it's as good as most people do, but like it's actually a movie. King Kong vs. Godzilla is just like, is Transformers 17. It yeah, doesn't I'll, even make it's just not. I want to see both, but yeah, I, I want to yeah. see minus one probably more, but I just, yeah, fighting at the time. So yeah, I, I like these monster movies just because they're, I love popcorn movies where you can just kind of turn your brain off and just, just enjoy the stuff get exploding. But yeah. I like them better than Transformers movies, I think, so far, too. <laughs> Maybe. So the next thing we have is um, some Mezco stuff. They had their 112th day uh, event just the other day. We're getting Void Cadet Gomez Red Eye Night Edition. Um, it's going to be $100, and it's currently waitlisted. It's also shipping now. Um, I know... I know uh, uh, Gomez is like their own 
their own IP, but I just feel like there's so many of them. And I know there's this kind of like a new space line that they're kind of working on, which is cool. But some of the pictures just kind of spoke too much of like, okay, let's take some Darth Vader. Let's take some Jedi Knight. Let's take some of these other things and, and, and throw them in together and make them a good guy. You know, when I first saw this, I thought, okay, maybe this is like a villain version of Gomez that the cadet is actually going to fight. No, like this is the guy, but he does come with two head sculpts or really total three, but tons of hands. Like always, uh, he also comes with his, uh, cape, the little, uh, the little Gomez and then the stand. And I don't know what the little pieces right there. I can't read the, the small wording on it. I'm going, I'm going, not even I'm in the middle. I'm like, lukewarm right on this right now uh but for a 100 bucks it seems like it's a cool figure i think that's a fly swatter i don't know what that is <laughs> something like that but uh it yeah it says adjustable posing posts but that's this the clear part right i'm talking about the orange thing I thought yeah i don't know i don't know what the orange yeah maybe it's to adjust something on the figure like it reminds yeah. you of like the the one they give you for the eyes on hot toys i love money more to you Kwame. I, I would agree. You feeling this bad fish or not really? The uh, sorry, I was reading Equan uh, there. I yeah. just got my Void Gomez. I love it, but it's selling for five hundred plus. I love money more. <laughs> Is and that Void Gomez the one? I with think the he's referring to the first suit? one from the uh, for with the mech suit, right? Yeah, yeah. Void Cadet Gomez, the um, the in the red suit. Yeah, honestly, this. I don't know. 18 hands. That's crazy. That's for just 18 interchangeable hands is crazy. And it comes with I mean, some you cool buy accessories. It for the middle finger right there. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> notice that. But it comes with like a blaster and some like blast effects and a sword that's like connected to a power uh power pack. Like Source, you know like yeah. So it is really cool but I just I don't know. Maybe something with the bug head Something to me is just saying not for this. I love oh, the stand this one. too. Wow. Oh, this is the one selling 500 plus. Okay. Wow. So, um, Strange. Well, maybe man. I joined the wait list then <laughs> just to resell it. The, I, I guess I got to go not. There's just something about this that I just don't like. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because it's it looks like Star Wars and it's not. <laughs> well that's i mean that's the whole point right i know they're yeah it's void the void wars thing is very clearly but yeah i don't know there's something putting me off for it for some reason but i'm as on the right cusp now, of, as of, of right now it, yeah. as space things go that are not star wars i feel like i feel like mythic legions in the co cosmic legions realm is doing it better because a lot of those guys have real original ideas. You can maybe nitpick, oh, maybe they were inspired by this person in Star Wars or whatever, or this alien uh, creature from Star Wars. But a lot of it seems like it comes from a lot of sci-fi yeah. space movies, not just it, pulled straight yeah. from Star Wars. Well, okay, I got it. There's a couple. I'm I'm also gonna say not, but uh, there's a couple things I want to highlight here and appreciate. Because um, so like like Badfish was pointed out, uh, the where it says Void Wars on the stand, that is actually the uh, the original Star Wars font that was on a f handful of things like in '76, basically like before they came up with the Star Wars logo. So like that's a deep cut. 
you know, the uh, interesting, they felt that by attaching a cable to a lightsaber, it was making it distinct enough that they might not get in trouble. But, you know, you know, for the for the fans of the old expanded universe, the earliest lightsabers in Star Wars canon had to have a wire on them that went to a backpack to power them. So like that is a that, Star Wars that's thing what as I was well. going to say it is another it is yeah. apparently lights up too. I didn't know the the saber that's cool. has a light up function. Maybe that's why it has a wire for a practical reason. That's as what well. I was thinking. That's yeah. also the battery pack uh for for it. Yeah. But uh you know, I see the appeal of this for a person like maybe if you're like uh maybe if you're like Zach and you you're good at 3D printing, you, this is how you make your custom version of yourself as a sith lord who's given the middle finger to to everyone who walks by when they look at your collection like that makes sense to me you know a lot of people buy this and take the goofy head off and make their custom sith lord or whatever that make that makes sense to me but you know some of the other gomez figures are like really decked out costume wise with like tactical gear and swat yep. stuff and this guy's just not bringing the a game in that same level to me like he's got some normal pin looking pants and the cloak is like, yeah, I guess you could do something with that cloak, but you're really just covering up a figure with that cloak. So, yeah, I'm going to say not for this one just because the, the chest has some interesting details. The red V is a little bit uh, garish to me, considering how plain everything else is. So I'm going to go not. Let me um, let me share this really quick. Give me one second. Oh, I'm messing it up. Give me one second. Got a jetpack. So, so this is the one I should have put on there. It's got a jetpack. It's got blasters. So it's still loaded. You know, I think the accessories and that jetpack are kind of where it's at. I actually really do like the little mask too. I think that's a cool touch, but it's almost the same MO from, from the rest of the Goma stuff. You know, there's a blaster, you know, there's a gun, you know, uh, maybe there's a, a, uh, like a bullet effect piece or something like that so i mean i i see the appeal and i like how they're kind of spacing out you know on their stuff but i don't know still still not enough i do i do feel like our next one let me see if i did this right <laughs> um i do feel like our next one is significantly cooler than uh than uh, this one this is oh well, look there it is my bad didn't remember i put that on there but uh this is the rumble society aluma aluminu <laughs> rook it's 112 and this comes out april june 2024 uh this i think looks so much cooler i really like this helmet that they put on him and even like the cy uh, cyborg style head and then he's going to come with a whole bunch of stuff too so it's like a i don't know like a uh, magical tentacle and some blast features i guess this is more like his lightsaber kind of thing that he generates and stuff uh, several hands the two extra head sculpts the uh the uh, uh stand i'm going hot on this one i think this looks a lot better this is this is pretty unique. I like the I like the green clear hands. It's kind of cool, um, and definitely um, remind me of like playing Baldur's Gate right now. Reminding me of the uh, the mind flare with the tentacle yeah. arm and everything. Uh, I would definitely go with the 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 head on the left. 
like the Terminator style looking yeah. cyborg. But yeah, I think I'm going to go hot too. It just has a, there's something about this style I like more than the last one we just saw. Um, that armor kind of reminds me of like a heavy battle droid or like assassin droid or something like that. He's got an arc reactor. There's the nod. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, especially, I don't know, something about those green hands are really cool. The way they're like big and chunky looking too. I don't know. It's, it's I'm going to hot for this one. Yeah, I'm just going to keep being a hater and say not because <laughs> all I'm seeing when I look at this guy, I see Cyborg and I see an arc reactor. And then I think about the Gomez we just looked at. And then I think about how much more cool I think all the like Cosmic Legion stuff is than this. And I'm just like, yeah, you guys are just, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're making references here. And I don't know if I'm feeling it, but, uh, the, and I, maybe, you know, just having a glowing window on a chest shouldn't, it's not that unique of an idea that I should always think Iron Man, but that's where I'm at culturally. And I don't even like mm-hmm. Iron Man or the MCU. I see a, like a Mark one, like chest piece or something there. And it's just, to me, it's like, is this like a bootleg or something? Like, what am I looking at? The, the spider eyes helmet thing looks a little bit disproportionate. It's cool design, but it just looks kind of massive when he has it on there. So I don't know. You guys are right that the, the clear fist is kind of cool, but you're never going to, it's never going to, unless it's got an led in there, which I don't know if it does. Uh, yeah. It says light up. eye. Eye and chest features, so the arm doesn't light up, so it's yeah, never going to look, look. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to look how it does in that picture. <laughs> True. It's going to be fading into black under that cloak, but uh, yeah, not 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 for me. All right, and then our last one that we got is the Wolverine fiftieth anniversary Marvel Legends Wolverine and Psylocke two pack. This is going to be fifty dollars, um, due out in. April 2024. Um, I've said it before. I'm not a huge X-Men fan. I'm not a huge Wolverine fan. Um, I really don't know much about this version of Psylocke. Um, I do like her sinister looking face that she has. Uh, I think the the effect pieces are pretty generic as, as Marvel Legends go. Whereas even if we went back to some of these, uh, you know, you're paying a whole lot more. But there's some creativeness in like the tentacle and the, the, the little like saber blast piece and stuff. But, um, for 50 bucks ish, 20 bucks, 25 bucks, a, a figure, I guess that's not bad, but also it's just not a lot coming with it. I think that had that extra head sculpt is like the, the best part of it. And then I guess you're kind of paying for the, uh, the box art. One thing that I think Marvel legends have done really good on some of their deluxe boxes, if you will, or their newer two packs is they've really gone decently all out on, on the uh, packaging. I don't know if that's just something that they've done since, uh, uh, has labs where they put a lot of work into those kind of box arts, but you've definitely started seeing more uh, comic-y effect box arts from from Marvel Legends. Um, but I'm definitely going not. I don't think there's enough for the Wolverine. I don't know what else you would put with this Wolverine in this version, but just two closed hand fists. I know that's kind of his MO. You punch him or slice him, right? Um, it's just not enough for me. So I'm going not. Yeah, uh, I'll, pr- I'll have, have to agree. Uh, the only thing I... Uh, not the only thing. A couple of things I do like about it is the price is good, as you said. 
considering the way things are trending with with any Hasbro stuff. Um, I like her armor, like on her arms and the the like thighs, the way it's kind of very defined and like la layered with the black uh, inlays, uh, uh, or like it looks like it's uh, sculpted, and they did a good job painting it. Those are the positives. I I hate I hate the head. At least from this angle, it looks ridiculously stupid on her. Uh, again, it's probably comic accurate, but I just think it looks stupid. And the hair on Logan's arms, it it doesn't look good. It looks like they like used a sponge to like pat it on or something, you know, and like you're making clouds with a sponge. And his suit is just boring. Again, if it's comic accurate, I don't know. It's just boring though. 50 anniversary apparently. So um, I don't know. I just I gotta go not being a hater on this one too. So yeah. Yeah, same with me. The box looks beautiful, but like, look at the silhouette of Logan there. He looks like a vintage He-Man. Like, look at that big round arm joint, like on top of, like where it comes into the torso. Like, Jeez, this looks yeah, like a Toy a Biz Marvel Legends to me. If you just at a glance, Toy like, Biz. Just, when it looks you were crazy. explaining it, that's what I thought was Toy Biz. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. Yeah, those arms are yeah. wow. They're really bad. It's just weird looking, right? Like, and Psylocke, Psylocke's armor is cool. It looks a little underpainted on that front piece. Like I won't believe in the comics that from her chest down to the top of that like pointy centerpiece is all one like matte blue color in the comics. Like uh, there's got to be some sort of detail on the front of that somewhere. It just looks sort of bland. The the leg the leg armor is nice, like you're saying, but it looks like it's missing something there. But uh, yeah, not not for me. But sh I'm sure I'm shocking everyone with that. Yeah. <laughs> um. We, we opted to not include this, but I think just yesterday or today, I can't remember which one, but they did come out with the, the two-pack of Joe Fix-It, and I think it was another Wolverine with him, the one with, this, with the suit. While I appreciate the, um, the comic nod, because that was a really cool comic cover, I just don't think we need another one of each of those, you know? Uh, it's getting to be a bad habit where uh, Marvel, or I should say Hasbro with uh, Marvel Legends are putting out Build-A-Figures of certain figures and then several months later coming out with the deluxe version of it. I feel like if you're going to do both, then just go with the deluxe version. Give us something better on our, our Build-A-Figure pieces. Um, if I had to give it a hot or not, I'd say not. I mean... If I were to pick it up, I'd only be going into it for the Grey Hulk, um, just because I like Grey Hulk a little bit more than the Green Hulk for uh, comic early comic accuracy. But um, we yeah, we decided to opt out of that one. But uh, that is, I'll just say I thought uh, build the figures are were kind of almost done at this point with all the deluxes, but they must make them a decent amount of money that because people are buying more of the wave than they would. Um, yeah, it's got, oh. yeah, yeah. I, um, I hate I hate build the figures because of that. But uh, speaking of, speaking of Hasbro, there um, just before we uh, get near the end here, I was going to mention um, there was a, a kind of interesting piece of Hasbro Star Wars news this week that I just remembered, which was that um, Steve Evans, the former design director for Black Series and TVC, is now back on Star Wars after a few years away, and uh, he's he you know he was sort of behind the the Haslab barge and 
the relaunch of TBC in like 2016 or 17, I think it was. So, you know, he's a he's a real collector. He's got a he's got vintage Star Wars, and it's even in the few days since he's been back, he did a co- couple cool things where he um he on his social media, which I on Instagram I think he's called Mister Stevie, but he released like a graphical poster checklist for the retro collection and he showed that he's working on one for tvc so like it's just cool to see somebody who actually is interested in the content working on it from a design perspective so uh he seems like a good dude and he was behind some of the best stuff that hasbro's put out lately so it's cool that he's back on that project do you know if it was like just a hiatus from that line or he did yeah he was in, in general or no he was st- left? he was still at hasbro i forget if he was on marvel or gi joe or something okay. but he, he he got shifted off star wars for like five years and now he's back on it i feel like okay. they've really maybe it's just me i i just don't track it as much i feel like they haven't been releasing as many vintage collection vehicles every year now like i feel like we saw the n1 and mm-hmm. then i think Obviously the Haslabs, but and there's like... a reissue of the Slave One and ATST, yeah. but that's about it. The ATST, yeah. okay. There was a fortieth re- anniversary Return of the Jedi ATST. I think you... I vaguely remember seeing that somewhere. Yeah, but... maybe at yeah. GameStop. Not much though. So what? That's three for the whole year. Yeah, so maybe it seems two, like low. Two versions of the speeder bike, but that's on the smaller side. Yeah. Oh. Okay, maybe you'll have to send me those because I don't. I I'd have to look. At... It's oh, just the, I know which ones you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the Endor like speeder bike, deluxe yeah. pack thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Not much. A while back, you guys would be the one to answer this, I think. But a while back, we had talked about how uh, the the Black Series team had mentioned they were going to stop doing like the whole pre-order thing, like, and and just kind of release to the stores, and then several months later, here they are pre-order pre-order we're at this con now pre-order this 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 and this what uh what do y'all think about that like did they realize like that was a dumb idea or like what do y'all think i i think i feel like hasbro changes with the wind with audience reaction and on some level they kind of should that's why you had your grand pronouncement of plastic free and now it's back you know yeah (laughs) there you go so he's doing marvel and star wars now it's a tall order but if you followed him on social media while while he was off of star wars all he was posting about was star wars so the guy the guy loves that stuff so it's it's you know i'm not mad that he's back that's good stuff but uh yeah i don't know um you know they respond to fan criticism and uh, they respond to sales numbers so maybe it's something to do with um we sold a lot less of these when we didn't offer it for pre-order and it could be as simple as that. I think you've got, you've got to sell more with a pre-order because people are going to be more inclined to like pre-order. At least when I was collecting just black series, I would pre-order a whole wave um, ahead of time. And then if I'm cherry picking or seeing them in the store or whatever, then I wouldn't get them all if I didn't come across them all or, or whatever it may be. But I don't know. I I do think they went they went back on that pretty quickly because I'm yeah. My understanding is three months. All the waves, if you want to pre-order them now, it's sort of you can. But I I look on Amazon every once in a while because you can pre-order. Yeah, they you can pre-order the tiny Anakin right now. I wonder if that's what hurt them too, because you know they'll put these pre-orders out obviously several months in advance. Sometimes uh, maybe as early as three months. You know. 
Um, but I feel like because they don't have like an NRD or anything like that, that people would pre-order and then like, oh shoot, it's already in the store. Let me pick that up. Cancel. No, no, uh, no repercussions. Yeah. I hear about that a lot. I've just never, I've been somebody who pre-orders, uh, like black series type stuff. So I just find what I find usually, unless it's something real important. But, uh, I do hear guys like on some other podcasts, I hear people all the time talking about, I found it in store. So I canceled my pre-order, which really must mess with them from a like sales data perspective. Cause like some of those pre-orders were probably in place for like months or a year and then they're canceling them last minute. Yeah. It's, I will say sites that I used to buy, buy, um, black series on, other than like some of the shelf warmers, generally they wouldn't sit there. They would they, the stock would sell off. They might have to do a sale on some of it, but I do think that that there was a high enough demand at least during the pandemic. It might have be slowing down now because of that, but um, there was. I feel like they would maybe get those pre-orders, but they wouldn't have problems selling them because people still want them. Once once they arrive, people are like, oh, these are cooler than I thought, and then they they go on the go on the sites that have those pre-orders that got canceled and, and people buy them but yeah other than the shelf warmers i feel like a lot of sites it's hard to find stock sometimes you're the only thing they have in stock is the most recent wave and then the pre-order that's coming it, right. it's at least like mom and pop style uh, online stores and i guess we're we're kind of also nitpicking a uh, a smaller group of people like assuming that you live in a big city or something like that sometimes on hasbro pulse that's your only option you know is, i, I yeah. don't get this kind of stuff here so i have to do the pre-order that's why i was preparing because you just it was no guarantee what you'd find in walmart or whatever even though it was better kind of back then i feel like with distribution yeah. and it just but, gives yeah. you a chance to know and like peace of mind hey i got this locked in yeah and there's there's there was definitely uh i feel like the um the waves that were were pre-ordering they were they were coming a lot more often too and they were bigger i feel like the waves have gotten less often and more uh less often and fewer figures in each wave which if if it's me because of my wallet i would be happy with that but i do think pre-ordering should definitely still be a thing cuz it's just so hard to find some of these things sometimes so glad they've kind of seemed to have rolled back on that all right guys uh that is our show for this week um i just given a little hopefully a little hint chris we've kind of talked about maybe doing that photography episode so hopefully we can get that next show or two um i'd really like to hear what you have to say on that i think that's like the next big jump for me would be like let's let's get into some better posing let's get into some cool photography i'd love to take them outside and and get these kind of action shots that you see from some of these professionals or at least attempt to get it uh just the creativity that they use behind it uh to make those shots is awesome yeah man there's a lot you can do with with just a phone and a and a few pointers so we'll uh we'll try and uh, make uh some uh some tutorial type stuff for that all right, guys, we want to thank our three pillars, starting with Ian CB, Renee Mendez, Eric Mariscal, uh, Quinn, Quinn Aguirre, 
King Louie, Mark Pearson, Paul Schreiber, Equan, Chris Valens, Serena, Ben Thomas, Chris Letty, David Jones, Sam Giss, Daminator, Joao Breda, Thomas Clark, Eric Switzer, uh, Six Gun Figs, Bad Fish, Toy Cartel, Dan Lee, Deanie Martin, Stephen Krent, Big Fern, uh, Cesar Madokin, Mark Phillips, Lisa Martin Bobowski, Rick DiGorio, uh, Ricardo Valdez, Jose CZ, Erwin Azucena, uh, Illustrious Rayner, Alad Morgan, Takathri, Wa, uh, Derek B, Aries Portillo, Alvin, uh, Arlies Delgado, Jazz Carroll, Joe Ridley, Pablo Meza, D Rock, Matt Clavenger, Seth Tucker, CC3PO, Scott Smith, Domaton, uh, Stephen Percha, Sean Usby, uh, Scott Bradley, Steve and Maria Stanley, Eddie Manzanares, Luis Bennett, Chip Perrin, Jimmy Hernandez, uh, Gigi to the Judgmental, and Brenton Palmer. Thank you guys all so much. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. And if you want to become part of the Empire, you can start with the hot seat at $5, where you will get Ox After Dark and the Patreon chat chat and weekly shout outs or you could upgrade to 750 where you will get uh stickers sent straight to your door and then all of the uh previous tier with ox after dark in the shout outs uh at 15 dollars you get a certified crispy certificate on first pledge assistance with figure fixes um we need to uh, still clarify if that is something he's currently doing i heard he was kind of backed up a few months ago um and then all the previous benefits and international postage will be uh, charged at cost for the certificates. Um, and then our best tier, the What a Guy tier, you'll get the Pog ex exclusive Pog Deluxe set on first pledge, doubles of all the stickers, and then all the previous benefits. International postage above $5 will be charged at cost for the Pogs and then uh, stickers every other month. And we have our YouTube members, uh, Absolute Irwin, Alvin J, Andrew Gibo, Benjamin Henson, Big Ol' Fern, Bob Dylan, CC3PO, Chris V, CT603, uh, DJ, Daminator, Doc Smizzle, Equan, Fat Batman, Garbear, Good Ol' Spotchika, uh, Gotham Cinnabites, Justin Sports Cards, LV Avenger 702, Mark Pearson, Mike Litteris, uh, Money Mendez, OG Fan, OMFG Rick, 1-6 Figure Focus, Paul Schreiber, uh, Philip the Fool, S-Beam, Sam Giss, uh, Scarnord, uh, SpongeBob Squareballs, Sunny Vale Russ, uh, Ben Thomas Show, thanks for coming on early, Ben, um, and Toy Mafia. And if you want to be a, a, a Patreon, I'm sorry, a, a YouTube member, you can do so with the peanut gallery at two ninety nine, and then the uh, Patreoni only tier at ninety nine cents, and you'll get the loyalty badges and emojis. And then here's all of our shows that we have collecting weekly on Tuesdays, uh, after dark on Wednesdays, uh, small talk and OFAC on Thursdays. You'll get OFAC next week, and then. Uh, question of the week on Sundays, Bricks and Brews, uh, Ox Plays, and then the new Mind Flare web. Um, Badfish, can you talk to this a little bit? Your first show was uh, last week, right? 
Yeah, so we've we've actually got two episodes in. We've done two okay. kind of marathon ones. So you might want to take them in chips uh in chunks. But this is kind of um the new direction right now for D&D. So we're playing Baldur's Gate 3. So it's a bit easier to follow the story compared to if you're it's kind of a fresh start if you want to uh watch what we're doing in D&D right now. It's visually obviously obviously um a bit more easy to follow as well it's not like a top-down map or anything it's you're actually watching gameplay of us uh, but if it's very much D&D you're rolling to get things and uh, to to uh, make passes and whatnot and there's a lot of really cool uh, storylines to follow in and options so we've done a four-hour and a five-hour episode because we're having so much fun so you probably want to watch them in a like half of them at a time or something but four hours y'all want four hours that's crazy yeah and we were five. up till 5 a.m the second game at Jeez. least eastern time it was 5 a.m by the time we finished did you have any uh, dedicated late. watchers or was that a pre-record uh well it was live and people were probably maybe one or two up, but i would definitely say yeah the most people are watching on the replay but even so on the replay there's a lot of fun stuff happening there's some really good role like moments with roles that we weren't sure we were going to get if, whether it was going to be a good or bad not good or bad role and some critical hits and critical misses so definitely fun to check out so it's it's a new direction and i think more consumable if you if you've never really watched D before so chris badfish any shout outs before we sign off here um yeah i don't know uh, i did um post a panel from a convention i was working on over here in toronto which is um if you look up the may the north be with you on youtube or the nelvana connection you can see a panel i shot and edited with a bunch of dudes who worked on the star wars holiday special and the droids cartoon that we were talking about earlier and a lot of those guys live in the toronto area because that's where the show was produced so you know we filmed a cool discussion with some animation geezers and you can check that out I just posted that a few days ago. Badfish? Uh, shout out to everyone watching. Uh, and shout out to Steve, Casual Nerd Problems. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Steve. Uh, and yeah, geez. Hard to believe again, January in 2024 is coming to a close almost already. So, But uh, yeah, looking forward to the next show. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching, tuning in. Love, the sm- love talking to small scale stuff. Yeah, thanks to all the chat. Equan, thanks for all the good conversation on the uh, on the uh, Godzilla stuff. Dean coming in here, hanging out for a bit. Mark P. Uh, we got the Everyday Collector who popped in. And then uh, right there at the end, 1-6 Shooter. Thank you guys for uh, for being here for, uh, for us. Uh, we are so glad that you made us part of your evening. And if you're catching us on the replay or on uh, Spotify or wherever else we we stream thank you for making us part of your day uh please go check out our, our instagram we are trying to figure out how best to like uh, jump start that uh it's a uh, small talk cw right chris that's right and uh you know we're, we're we're um you know we're making stories linking back to the episode replays and posting our new pickups on there so check it out oh and as right, dean said there baldur's gate is saturday so check it out all right well Guys, Chris, Badfish, appreciate y'all being here. Appreciate the chat. We'll see you guys next time.